with great honor that I want to introduce the speaker tonight. The speaker tonight is none other than the lovely wife of the most handsome, Pastor John Spires. Her name is Miss Linda Spires. They lead the Rivers of Life Life Group, which is our Florence Darlington Life Group. She's a mighty woman of God, and I'm going to be honest with you. It ain't just her. It's in her family. It's her sister, actually, that led my brother to the Lord. If y'all won't get excited over that, I will. And so anyways, without any further delay, I want to pass it off to Miss Linda. Y'all give it up for her. Give her a big dominion welcome. First time speaking here, right? Amen. I love you, woman of God. Appreciate you. Well, tonight we're going to talk about stirring up your faith. I believe we're in a season where there's going to be signs, miracles, and wonders. And he's going to use all of you that will make yourself available, who will stir that up inside of you. And there's certain things you need to do in order to stir it because he uses us as vessels. Let's go ahead and put up the first scripture in 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 and 20. And it says... Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? I'm not used to a screen, so y'all bear with me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm used to reading my notes. Uh, okay, thank you, sir. But it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? We have Holy Spirit within us. And this, many of you already know this stuff, but God's saying, Remind it. You've let, it, you've let it go dormant. Even myself, I have not let the gifts flow. I have not let God do what he wanted to do in me and through me. And so that's what it's all about. We're reminding ourselves of the word of God. And it says, for your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God. God gave you Holy Spirit and he's inside of you. He's living there. And you are not your own. That's right. We don't belong to ourselves. Once you are serious with Jesus and you have invited him into your heart, you belong to him. So go ahead and sell out. But I'm telling you, it's a wonderful life. I'm telling you, you'll have your times of trials and testings, but you'll have your times with God. You'll have your times that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. And then there'll be times when you'll say, you just stand in awe of what he does. Oh, I feel his presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that's who you are, my Father, my God. Verse 20, it says, For you were bought with a price. You have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus, sacrificed on a cross, went into hell and suffered hell for us so we don't have to go there. And now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And do you not know that the Word of God says that as he is, so are we? We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We should look with a different perspective on life and on things because we are seated with Christ. Amen? Glory to his name. Thank you, Jesus. And I just want to say that we have this treasure. It's a treasure from God, and it's inside of each one of you, and it's inside of me, and he wants to use it. And I call this, this is just our earthen vessel. This is my earth suit. As long as it stays healthy, as long as God counts my days, then I'm here. 
But whenever it's no longer available to be in earth suit, I go up to be with Jesus. Amen. My spirit man. And it says, in the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and dwells in me. So let's realize that, that he's in there. And it's the same spirit. Ponder that. I want you to meditate on that. I want you to think about that and ponder it and just say, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me. Show me your greatness, your bigness. I mean, we've seen it in the scriptures, but we need to see it in this day and time for this lost and dying world. Amen? And just as Stephen Curtis Chapman's song, This is the Great Adventure, I promise you, I promise you, if you follow God and listen to Him and follow His ways, your life will be truly a great adventure in Him. Amen? Praise God. Woo! This is good. Thank you, Jesus. I'm enjoying the Spirit. Amen? Woo! And I'm just letting it flow. My, my prayer group, my Deborah company that I'm a part of, and they said, said, Linda, just let it rip. So I'm letting it rip, okay? I say, Lord, let it come off. Let everything come off that's not of you. But we're entering into a time, just as we confess up here in our offerings, it's an open heaven and an open door. There's times I feel the open heavens of God because God wants you to speak his word. And when you say it, it will come to pass and it's going to astonish you. But he needs your mouth. He needs your mouth to speak the word of God as the spirit of the Lord gives you the unction. Amen? Amen. And so anyway, I just want to say Holy Spirit is encouraging us to walk in the spirit, to use his giftings and the ministries and the anointings for this lost and dying world and to change our own lives. He will. But I believe we're going to another level, church. We're going to another level. So we've got more demands that will be placed upon us. But I promise you, it will be good. It will be good. Just say, and I, what I want you to say here is I want you to say, I'm open. I'm open, Holy Spirit. Yes, lead me and guide me. That I may do the will of God and the miraculous for your glory. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Amen. And I just want to say all the glory goes to God for what I'm going to share tonight. Also, God is wanting us to step out in faith, believing this is a time where signs, wonders, and miracles are going to start happening. So be prepared. Be your vessel prepared. This is your vessel. Possess it. Let God possess it. Don't let it be used of the evil and of the devil and the world and the flesh, but use it for his glory. Amen? I need a drink of water. <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> Amen. I didn't drink enough this morning. You know, I was fasting. And uh, the Lord rebuked me this afternoon, and he said, don't do that again when you're going to speak. He said, drink plenty of liquids. <laughs> and he will speak to you like that. He can be like a best friend. Glory to God. Let's go over into 2 Timothy 1.7. And this is a scripture you're all familiar with. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Because you're going to say, God, can you use me? I don't know if this is really you. Well, let me tell you, sometimes it's going to get messy. Sometimes you're going to miss it. You're going to blow it. That's life. 
That's in the spirit sometimes when you're learning. When a baby crawls and falls, do you, when they're trying to walk and when they fall, do you go over and spank them? No. You go over and make sure they're okay and you get them back up and say, you can do it, keep on. You know, and you encourage you, love them. That's what God is going to do with us. But I'm saying listen to the Spirit of God because He's going to use you, every single one of you, that will make your heart available. So, let His love arise in you and let it flow so that you can love others. Also, in uh, Zechariah 4 and 6, it says, It's not by power nor might, but by my Spirit. Holy Spirit's going to play a big part in this because you're going to have to have a listening ear. Ever since I came back from the Moravian Falls, uh, that conference that I went to, I've been hearing the Spirit of the Lord say, listen, do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see? Do you want what I want? Do you know what I know? And my voice is fine in Jesus' name. Glory to God. I speak to this voice and I command it to be normal in Jesus' name. I haven't done this for a long time, y'all. <laughs> it's been about two over two years. Uh, so, also in Zechariah, when it says it's not by power, nor by it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, Zerubbabel. He was saying to a mountain, he had a mountain in front of him, and he spoke to it, and he said, Grace, Grace. There's times you're going to have mountains in your life, and you're just going to speak to it and say grace, and you're going to watch that mountain fall. I want to share with you about that the promises of God are yes and amen. You need to stand on his promises. You need to know his word. That's Jesus written. The written word is Jesus made in the flesh. And he came to us because he was the word made flesh. And if he, you've got the word in your heart, then you've got Jesus in there. Hide that word in your heart that you won't sin against him. I want to share with you a little bit about some short missionary, missionary uh, teamwork trips that I went to to China, Philippines, and Nicaragua. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. When you're in another nation, you can flow in the gifts. I'm telling you, you there is such, they're so hungry over there, they're pulling on you. They're pulling. And you know, that's what we need to do is we need to say, Lord, help me to be just like that here in the United States because we need it. Amen? We walked into a children's hospital in Managua, Nicaragua. Got my R right, didn't I? And... Uh, Fernanda's not up here. Uh, but anyway, uh, when we walked into that hospital, we went into the ICU and we prayed for the children that couldn't make it to the veranda. Then we went out onto the veranda and we had a service. My sister was preaching. And the Spirit of the Lord, as we finished, the Spirit of the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. And the Lord said to me, said, tell them they'll be healed as they go. So I told Mary, I said, Mary, the Lord says that many of them will be healed as they go. And sure enough, that evening, Half of the hospital at the children's hospital, they went home. God touched them. See, I'm telling you, when you get an impression, when you get a thought, when you get something that's coming to you, practice this. Practice it. If you don't practice it, you're never going to use it. Practice it. You're going to make mistakes, but practice it because God wants to use you for this. Amen? 
Also, I remember uh, when we were landing, me and my sister, we were landing in an airplane into Managua, Nicaragua airport, and it's only one runway. And <clears throat> they'll go down and turn around and fly out. <laughs> I mean, it's just one runway strip. And all of a sudden, we see the, the flight attendant run to her seat, and she looks pale as a ghost. And she straps herself in. And all of a sudden, the pilot comes on. He says, folks, he says, we're going to circle the airport for a little while. He says, we're having a little bit of trouble with the landing gear. And she said, and he said, he said, so just, you know, see, we should be able to land in about 10 or 15 minutes, you know. But we're going to circle until we can land and get that landing gear down. Thank you for your patience with us. I looked at my sister and I said, Mary, he knows we're here. The devil knows we're here. And I said, I looked at her and she looks out the window and immediately she says, in the name of Jesus, I command you, Satan, you have no authority. I command that landing gear to come down in the name of Jesus and we have come here to wreak havoc on your kingdom and we will do it. And do you know within 15 minutes that landing gear went down and we just landed. Praise God. But I'm telling you, we have authority, folks. We have authority. He's given us the keys to the kingdom. We have to use it for his glory and to sometimes save our lives, you know. Um, also, I want to share with you, uh, these are some of the miracles that I've seen him do. Um, can you imagine being in Beijing, China? Okay, I don't care if China hears me. Uh, but anyway, I hope some Chinese that are Christians are watching this. Uh, but I went with an international ministry group to China. And uh, as we were landing, a spirit of intercession came throughout the plane. You know, you're in another nation and you can speak in tongues and nobody knows what you're doing. So we just prayed in tongues. You know, many of us on the, on the flight, we just began to pray in tongues. And then a spirit of laughter came into the place. And we just started laughing. <laughs> you know, just laughing. And then we landed. But we didn't realize what we were doing. And if I said the woman's name who is over this ministry, you would know her, many of you. But anyway, when we went to land, then when we got to the point, they had told us what to do uh, in order to get... We had thousands of Bibles on us and thousands of tracts on us in Chinese. And we were smuggling them in. So I'm a secret agent woman for God. You know? <laughs> Amen! He wants us to do this. He wants us to do these things for his glory and for his people. And I mean, in China, they will literally take one page of a Bible and learn it by heart because that's all they'll ever get. We have multiple Bibles in our house. God forgive us. God forgive us. So anyway, when we go into the carousel, we're not supposed to speak to anybody because if they're watching with cameras, they're watching everywhere, I promise you. And been there three times. Um, but what ended up happening is we get our suitcases, and they had told us what to do. And hold my hand to God, every single one of the, we're supposed to go through these green lights. 
and that's where they will maybe check your bag. And they told us even what to do if they checked our bags so we would be safe. But I'm not going to divulge that because that might still be practiced today. But let me tell you, every light was green. No greenies, as they call them in green uniforms, were in place. And we walked through with thousands of Bibles and tracts for the glory of God. Now, I'm telling you, when you pray in the Spirit, when you believe God and you trust God, I mean, the Lord even had to do a work in me ahead of time so I wouldn't be fearful at any of those times because we literally have to love not our lives even unto death. We have to get to a point. If I die, I die. It's for the glory of God. I live for Him, and it's His life in me, and this is His body, His temple. So we literally have to get to that dying to self. Amen? And then when we were in, I don't know if I can sing any of it, <clears throat> there was one song that was a wonder. Um, I had a dear friend in Greenville who would take songs for me and translate them into Spanish because I couldn't get a hold of them in Spanish, and then I would learn them phonically correct. And one of them was... A Michael W. Smith song, and it's called Mas Amor, Mas Poder, Mas De Ti En Mi Vida. Did I do that right? And uh, when we sang that song, well, no, that's not the one. Something happened with that one, but we're, we're pressed for time, so I'm not going to share that one. But anyway, uh, well, I will. There was two missionary couples there. It was a conference that we were doing for pastors and leaders in the church and for people outside. But these two pastors, Pastor Ernesto, and his wife, they were getting weary in the ministry because there's so much poverty there. And what ended up happening was when we sang this song, they said God renewed their strength. More love. more. It's like God gave them more love to do the work of the ministry because that is so important. And so anyway, and then another guy from America and his wife was Nicaraguan. I didn't say it right that time, Nicaraguan. <laughs> and so anyway, whenever they were ministered to, he said the Spirit of God came on him so strong, he literally told God, back off. He said, because if you don't, I feel like I'll die. I mean, the Spirit of God. And when we did that song, it was like a warrior song. Um, Apostle Ron's uh, over the ministry there that was over their ministry, uh, the ministry fellowship. Paul Gehring, Bishop Paul Gehring, his wife was playing the, uh, the keyboard. And it became like a militant song, like we were doing warfare, you know. And I'm like, how do you do that? And God did it. And he did some wonderful things in their lives and all the people's lives. But there's one thing that did happen that was a wonder. I'll get to that. Uh, sang a song called Let It Rain. Deja que llueva, deja que llueva. Abre las ventanas de los cielos. And it's saying, let it rain. No, I'm not going to sing it. Let it rain. My voice is a little bit too hoarse. <laughs> no, it's not. It's fine in Jesus' name. So anyway, um, but what happened was this was the dry season. Nicaragua has a time that is dry. There ain't no rain. And then they have a time when there's rain, like crazy. It's a rainy season. They're in Central America, and what ended up happening was they had prepared the food outside. Well, when I sang that song, we're in a tin building, 
and the roof. Oh my gosh, you should have heard the sound when it started raining. They had to cover up all the food outside, but it was a wonder. It was a wonder because it made them wonder. We sang, let it rain. First the natural, then the spiritual. Amen? So when it comes, it may be a natural thing at first, but then it'll be a spiritual thing the second time. God's speaking that right now. So when things happen, ask for a deeper meaning. Say, God, what are you trying to show me when this is happening? And it's a natural thing. Amen? Also, I'm going to skip over some things, but i got to tell you this one. Between 1981 and 1982, I was an LPN. I, I took the long road to a BSN. Uh, I went LPN, then RN, and then it took me 20 years to get my BSN. Um, and it was, it was because I didn't want to go in debt. I wanted to pay it as I go. So um, I was working on evening shift. I never worked 3 to 11. My patients were all caught up, their meds, their treatments, everything was done. And I heard somebody yelling in the hall. He said, can somebody come help? I said, sure. And so I went out and I helped the patient. And I noticed she had a little dove and a cross on her nightgown. And I said, you must be a Christian. She said, yes, I am. I said, does your dove mean that you are Pentecostal? And she said, yes, I am. I said, oh, so you believe in laying hands on washing machines and making them work, huh? And she said, yes. You know, so you know, you're trying to be light at that moment and stuff because she'd, she'd had a very weak spell. Well, I got her back to her room. And the technician with me was taking her vitals. And I saw she was having a little difficulty breathing. So I raised the head of her bed. And she stopped breathing. And all of a sudden, I looked at the technician. I looked at her. I looked at the technician. And, I, and the family is all sitting around in chairs in the room. And I said, could y'all please step out for a moment? And then I lowered her head as fast as I could. I checked a pulse. There was no pulse. And I hit the code 2 button. And as I said that, I said, Jesus. I called out to Jesus. When you got a situation, you don't know what's going to happen. You better call out to Jesus. Amen? Well, what ended up happening was I was going to do the breathing into her, and the technician was going to do the compressions. Well, she was over on the ribs, and it wasn't the time to say, you're doing that wrong, you know, or anything like that. I wasn't going to say that. What I did was I ended up saying, you do the breathing, I'll do the compressions. Well, by then, the supervisor comes back in the room, and she says, have you started compressions? I said, no, ma'am, I'm getting ready to start them now. She says, you do the breathing, and I'll do the compressions. And later, a friend of mine told me that I had to breathe into her because I had the life of God in me. You have the life of God in you. Do you hear me? You have the life of God in you. He is a miracle working God. So we do CPR for a little bit. Next thing I know, she's waking up. We raise the head of her bed. And we're like, oh, my God, look at her. She looks like she's got a fresh batch of Mary Kay makeup on her. Her cheeks were rosy. Her skin color looked good. She didn't look blue, nothing. And she raised her hand, and she said, why did you bring me back? You should have seen what I saw. Do you feel that, folks? It's real. He's real. Heaven is real. She saw it. She went there. Glory to God. So what ended up happening was the family's outside. And they know she stopped breathing. Well, what ended up happening is they saw the glory of God. Because I'm in there going, when she woke up, it was like the glory of God was in the room. 
and we're like, whoa. I'm like, oh. It was like he's all up in there, you know, and I'm just like, whoa. And that, um, the unsaved technician later told me, she said, Linda, what was that in her room when she woke up? And I said, that was the Spirit of God. That was the glory of God. Amen? And that's what it was. Amen. So what ended up happening was she, uh, the family outside, that's another thing. The family outside saw a bright light coming out of her door. I mean, it was the glory of God shining because he was in that room with her. Amen? Now, I'm telling you, a lot of you young people, you've not seen this kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, it's coming. Get ready. God's getting ready to use you to do these very same things. And all of us adults that will make ourselves available for his glory as we carry it inside of us. And I'm going to uh, share one more, th or two more things. I had gone through a 27-year marriage and then ended up in divorce. Single for eight years, and then I met my lovely John. And, uh, <laughs> and I was living in Greenville for about three and a half years, or three years. I, I get it mixed up, because that and Houston, those were awesome times. But anyway, uh, with the Lord. But I was working at the health department. It was Valentine's Day, and I wasn't getting no flowers. And I was feeling down, because all these girls, secretaries and nurses, they were getting all these flowers, and I was single, not dating, because I wait. You wait. You do not marry somebody. You do not date somebody unless they are marriage material, and you wait until God tells you to date them. You hear me? It's so important, because you may fall in love, and then your heart is caught. That's what happens. So keep that in mind. That was free. <laughs> but on that day, the social service department's in the same building, and they had received a whole bunch of donated stuff. It was clothes, it was toys, it was all kind of stuff. And they had come over to us to the health department and said, y'all, we got to get rid of this stuff. I said, go over there and look and see if you can find anything that you want. It's okay because we got such an abundance and we don't need it. And when I had a downtime, I didn't need anything. But I, said, I just felt led to go up there and I looked. You know, us women, we always going to look for something in a thrift shop, sh uh, shop or something, you know. So anyway, I'm, I'm going up there and I'm looking. And folks, hold my hand to God. God gave me a 14-karat gold heart diamond with baguettes and diamonds in it pendant that was in that stuff wow. and I said Lord you love me <laughs> you love me you gave this to me so my Valentine's Day was very good <laughs> I'm telling you he cares about us walk with him talk with him all through the days that's what he wants just like Adam walking and talking with the Ruach, the breath of God, breathing on you in the cool of day. Amen? So, I'm going to bring this home. Um, I do want to share that, but I just want to encourage you. These scriptures in Romans 10, 17, I want you to study and memorize scripture. Because when you're praying for people, you need to know the word. Holy Ghost will bring it to your remembrance when you do it. I promise you. He gives me scriptures and I'm like, I don't know where it's at, but I remember it, you know. So anyway, uh, 
But it says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Make the word a priority in your life because it's Jesus. The word of God is the word made flesh is Jesus. And when you hide that in your heart, you won't sin against God. Also, I want to encourage you to spend time with him in his presence and worship and communicating. I do more like walking and talking with him than I do anything else or sitting, just talking and saying something. He'll say something back sometimes, a lot of times. And, uh, but anyway, in John 4, 23, it says, But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, according to his word. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God will seek after you if you become a worshiper of him. That's what the word of God says. And then also, I want you to be adventurous. Step out in faith. Step out in faith. Because, and this is Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, for now, not tomorrow, not down the road, now. Now, faith is the substance. Your faith will bring substance into your life. So, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. I want to ask you, the evidence of things not seen. So, do you have enough evidence in your life to convict you as a Christian who loves God? Evidence. Evidence, evidence, it will bring it into the now. When you have faith and you call it and you bring it into the now, God will manifest it. And I do have to share with you, years ago when I was home and had a small baby, between John and I, we have five kids. I have one and he has four. And I had a small baby and I was taking care of him. And I said, Lord, I need a new car. You know, I was going to church. been in church about 48 years now. And I love it. I mean, it's just so good. I just, it's not an option. It's not an option. Do I go on Wednesday or Sundays? It's I go because of what he did for me. And my life is not my own. You got to get to a point because if you're a disciplined one, you're a disciple. That's what that means. You're disciplined. I'll go when I don't feel like it. Like he says during the revival, fall asleep in the chair, but you hear your spirit's still awake and your spirit is being ministered to. Amen? So, where was I at? I lose my place. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, anyway, I was seed faith and out of my... Out of my grocery money. I wanted a new car. And I'd been reading Oral Roberts' book about seed faith. And I was given seeds and given seeds and given seeds. And, and my husband didn't know about it. But it was money I had left over from the grocery money. And I said, I'm getting a new car. I'm getting a new car. And so anyway, I wanted a country Esquire. I don't know if anybody y'all know what that was, but that was a big old long thing and it had three seats in it. Because I would take, I had a 500 Ford Galaxy only had two seats in it. And I was stopping, picking people up, taking them to church. And I wanted something that was big enough to haul a whole bunch of people. Well, the Lord ended up a week. We ended up putting money down on a 1976 Granada. Some of y'all don't even know what that is. <laughs> but anyway, it was only a two-seater. But guess what happened? 
a week before the first payment of only $188 was due, we didn't have the money. We're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I said, God's faithful. Let's trust him. He's going to do something. The day the first payment was due, we paid off the car. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's who God is. He cares about your needs. He cares about, he's not a name it and claim it God, but you can name it if you say it in the spirit and God has told you that that's what you need or that's what you want and it's not a selfish thing. But he did, he did that. And we paid that car off. God brought some money in from somebody that wanted to just bless us. And that's, I think, when the ex-husband started thinking, hmm. <laughs> when you get a car paid off before the first payment, I mean, when the first payment is due, that's amazing. Okay. So I want you to have a listening ear. Say, I have a listening ear. Have a listening ear. And I will, obey I will obey what he says do. In James 1.22, it says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So if you hear the word and you don't do it, you're going to deceive yourself. We deceive ourselves when we don't do it. And then I'm going to talk about the squirrel. Have y'all heard? Some of you have been on Facebook and saw about the squirrel. Uh, a group of us ladies, Joe, you know, Donovan and Joe, um, they, uh, her brother passed away, and we took some food over there. And um, I was on a Saturday. And we went in the house. You know, they have dogs. They have a big dog outside. And we just walked in faith because <laughs> he was scary. And then uh, they have two dogs in, their, uh, in the house, and then they had a parrot in there also, I think. And uh, he was in a cage. And he, his name is Solomon. And uh, Donovan was telling me about, he says, oh, y'all got to come see. He said, I had a squirrel that got on the bird feeder, and uh, he was eating the seeds. And he fell off, and he didn't go on his feet. He fell off on his back and his head. And I, I got him up in a box, and I put him in the outside large parakeet or parrot cage. And um, anyway, he said he's out there. And I said, oh, I want to see the squirrel. So I went out there, and Faith was with us. And, yep. And so anyway, and, and Miss Stephanie. And so anyway, we went out there, and I looked at the squirrel. And then all of a sudden, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, pray for it. And I said, squirrel? You know, squirrel? <laughs> And, you know, the Lord reminded me that his eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches over me. If his eye is on the sparrow, his eye is on the squirrel. So anyway, I just began to pray. I just began to command everything in his brain and in his back and everything to be normal in the name of Jesus and him to be restored to what God created him to be. And it was blessed as the beast of the field. And so we just left it. He was just laying there. He had his eye open, and he kept opening his eye and blinking it occasionally, you know, but it stayed open. So we knew he was there, but he wasn't moving. Well, about 9 o'clock that night, Donovan calls me and says, Miss Linda, you ain't going to believe it. I said, what? And he said, he said, the, dogs were bark the dog was barking outside, and I went out to see what was going on, and the squirrel's running around in the cage, you know? That's the things you can practice at. 
That's the things you can say, God, help me. Help me to practice even in, because he says, blessed is the beast of our field. And that was a beast in their field, a little squirrel, you know. So, I mean, God cares, folks, but he wants to use us. Amen.